Another episode of Middle Ground with JLE, LLC, where we treat you like family. Have an awesome guest. We have Nurse Jelly, <laughs> owner of Angelique Pathway, Angelic Pathway. There we go. Yep, Angelic Pathway. So tell the audience a little about yourself. Ah, uh, well, my name is Angelica. Uh, my friends call me Jelly. Um, and I go by Nurse Jelly. Um, I can tell you that I am a nurse um, and that I've started my own business as a cannabis nurse. Um, that really stemmed from uh, my history with having severe PTSD. And um, I discovered cannabis when I was caring for my sick family member uh, who had cancer. So I was taking care of her and I was a nurse um, and she passed away in December. But what she really tried to tell me was I really needed to go after my dream. Um, so I found that cannabis was extremely therapeutic for myself. She preferred it over her uh, uh, chemo. And so she told me to go after my dreams and I did. So uh, I started Angelic Pathways, um, and it's really um, my cannabis nursing company. This is my spin on it. Um, and yeah, um, my PTSD um, does stem from me being a sister survivor. I am a survivor of the Larry Nassar scandal. So I've also uh, taken time to really try and um, uh, advocate uh, for survivors of sexual assault. So um, my journey has led me to this point, but you know I've been through a lot of things um, in my adult life um, and in my nursing career. How long have you been a nurse? I've been a nurse for two and a half years. I was a paramedic before that though. Wow. And I started working um, in healthcare my freshman year uh, when I was at the University of Pittsburgh. I worked at a level one trauma center in a emergency room. Um, and that was really interesting because I got to see what nurses really did behind the scenes um, very early on in college. So um, it was just natural. I kind of ended up in this career. Okay. So since you started your company, what have been some obstacles? Oh boy. Well, um, if anybody knows a nurse or if you are a nurse and you're watching this, um, working on your own business is not the same as working in a hospital. Um, and I would not expect it to be, but what I've really found challenging is having to pivot um, uh, with cannabis nursing, um, a lot of the, the laws for marijuana are state to state. So that can create a lot of challenges for what you can and can't do. And your license also plays a, a role into that as well. So um, over the last couple of weeks, I've been kind of starting and stopping, starting and stopping because mm -hmm. it's like I think I have a good groove, but then I have an obstacle and then I have to pivot. 
Um, so right now I've been spending a lot of time on my website. Um, it's almost finished. Okay, what's and the name of it? Say it again. What's the name of it? Well, I can't I can't give it up yet, but <laughs> it's gonna be called www.angelicpathway.com, but it is not finished. <laughs> um, okay. so I'm still working on it. It is in the process. Um, but it's uh, a work in progress and it's been really challenging to really figure out what the needs are, um, whether it's from medicinal cannabis patients or from nurses who want to change careers. Um, it's been really interesting to see who's been interested and um, who's been intrigued. So it's also kind of nerve wracking. I think that's another challenge um, I've been dealing with is that I don't want to make the wrong move. And mm -hmm. it finally got to that point where it's like, you have to start moving to know where, where to go, you know? So um, I, it's been a huge learning curve for me, but I'm really excited for where I'm going. Now, what is the process to get into that? Well, so to get into cannabis nursing, it's a very, um, it's a very, loaded question. Um, are there certificates for cannabis nurses? Yes, um, there are several. And I actually do teach a specific course called CanSum. Um, it is the first cannabis nursing cannabis uh, certification that was approved by the American Nurses Holistic Association. So this program has been around for a very long time. It was created by a nurse named Lolita. Um, she created the course. It's when I took the course, it was ex extremely engaging. And as an ICU nurse, um, as my background, um, you know, I really wanted to know the pathophysiology behind it and how does it really help the body? What does holistic health mean? Um, and I think any nurse that is looking into this role, it the field is wide open. You know, there's yeah. just really... There's just there nurses out there that do cannabis nursing, but there are so many different types of cannabis nurses out there. Just because um, you may feel like somebody may be doing your idea, I can guarantee you they are not. They are not you. And okay. um, that would be my suggestion is to really do your research. Do your research in your local community and the state that you live in. Um, you know, that's definitely one of the learning curves that I encountered is that I was in California before taking care of my cousin and you know, it's recreational. It's very open over there and people incorporate it with end of life um, out in California. It is a very different state than on the East coast. So <laughs> that is just, yeah, it took a while for them to say you can go ahead and legally do. Right. And even within the medicinal market. So I would say to any nurse who is looking into getting into this role, do your research, look at your community, look at the things in your community that you see are lacking when it comes to cannabis care. Um, <clears throat> and then obviously I'm gonna say, check out the CanSum course. I do teach it. I am a CanSum approved instructor. So um, that course will be available when I launch. Okay. Now, what are some of the healing properties of cannabis? Well, so we have to talk about your system first. So do you know what system, um, what system helps digest cannabis when you ingest it? Mm -mm. So, um, 
there is a system called the endocannabinoid system. Has that ever, have you ever heard that system? Nah. So the endocannabinoid system is a organ system that we have. Um, it's a newer system. There's not a lot of, well, there haven't been a lot of studies on it because cannabis mm -hmm. is schedule one. So really having any sound clinical backing behind how the endocannabinoid system benefits our, our health, okay. um, that's very limited, right? But what I can tell you is that our endocannabinoid system um, is an incredible organ. Um, and I hope to actually create educational content on this. So before I get into the whole spiel, um, I will be creating content. And that's part of my identity as a cannabis nurse. I really want to make sure people are informed about what cannabis, what, how cannabis um, is, 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 um, I'm sorry, I'm getting tripped on my words. Um, how our body um, digests it and, and consumes it, and also all the different types of ways you can consume it. Um, everybody is different, and everybody has, even if you have the same disease process as somebody else, your body is different, and the way you're, you respond to pain is different. So okay. um, so that's why I kind of want, I don't want to jump into the whole thing because I really think that there's a bigger discussion to be had with even talking about the basic properties of cannabis, because you have to really look at yourself and decide how you can use this holistically to improve your lifestyle. This I've known was a glaucoma was the thing years ago. Mm -hmm. People have doctors mm -hmm. smoke a joint here and there. And yeah. if you hear recently on the news, um, what else uh, cannabis has been seen to help with? It has been help. It has been shown to help combat uh, COVID nineteen, and it actually so CBD. They they saw so there are two properties CBD and THC. Um, these are the big can cannabinoids that um, we really pay attention to um, when it comes to uh, the endocannabinoid system and marijuana. Um, but they saw that CBD, which is the non psychoactive component, um, helps the body. Um, it actually helps the body from absorb, like from from COVID nineteen, um, because it's a virus. It's trying to get into our cell. It helps prevent mm -hmm. the cell and it, it prevents the virus from entering into our cell. So um, there's a lot of really exciting things to be studied with cannabis. Wow, I never used to hear about that. It was to you know have some fun with, not all the holistic ways to help you which is yeah and, and that's the thing it's recreational in some states and it's medicinal in other states and there's just such a wide range of ways to consume and i really want to make sure that we change the discussion of cannabis right sure you can use it recreationally but for the people who really need it um I, they really need to be informed on the safe ways to use it. So um, I am currently focusing right now on the beginning parts of my business, but ultimately I do want to connect um, and make sure that, you know, people are well informed and educated on how to consume responsibly. Sound like you might have a book you might need to write as well. Yeah, you know. And you know. Is extremely overwhelming to think of all the possibilities with the new business. It is 
it is so overwhelming. I I can see why um, <laughs> why you kind of have to drop everything to really give a hundred percent into it because it's like I wake up in the morning and I I try to organize my day and figure mm -hmm. out you know what's the best how do I deal with what with what's in front of me that's something that I've really learned um, being a new business owner. Yeah, for my podcast show, I'm noticing I have my regular job, 6 to 2.30 p.m. Mm -hmm. And from at least 2.30 to, let's say, maybe midnight, I'll be doing this. Like, sometimes if I say I'm chill, don't look at your phone. Yeah. Notifications. You got to respond. Get on because you got to be active socially to keep the brand out there. Look but up, how, does affect, how does that affect you mentally after a long day at work? It's like you just shift gears. Like, okay, I'm a supervisor here. Mm -hmm. Now you're a CEO here working on this. So if someone hit me up on LinkedIn about, okay, I sent out a, I reached out for them to be a guest. Mm -hmm. asked them about the show. I might be in, inboxing with them or might come up with something. Well, I got a little better with the flyers. I learned about Canva. So, yeah, Canva is great, isn't it? I'm I love a little that. bit. <laughs> Came a long way from screenshotting on Facebook, putting it everywhere. Well, I think you made a really great point, though, is that after work, sometimes you don't feel like, you know, doing that and you turn your phone off, you know, and sometimes we really have to disconnect from social media because it can be really um, overwhelming, um, you know, with you running your your podcast, with me running my business. Sometimes I really do want to just shut my phone off and be like, oh, I don't want to tell anyone how to do anything. <laughs> I just want to have a day to myself, but, um, yeah. And I sometimes like you do have to do that to really make sure your mental health is in check. Yeah. I do at least a good 20 minutes, like 14 notifications. Oh man. What was, what I miss? Oh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> phone grab looking, Oh my God, how many people are, are, are messaging me? Right. Mm -hmm. it, yeah. It can be a lot. So, mm-hmm. So how have you how did you become a traveling nurse? Oh wow. So I was so I was working at the Cleveland Clinic main campus. I was in the thick of COVID and um it was it was really crazy at the time and the Cleveland Clinic had been sending nurses to different states to help with the COVID surges. So they had sent a team to New York and I had a friend Sarah who went um, and then they sent a team to Michigan and my friend Sam went. And so I called her and asked her about it. And that kind of really like got my interest going. I was like, ooh, like this is so cool. And so then the third uh, like trip that, not trip, but this was a uh, emergency response team. So I don't want to say like trip, like it was a trip, but it was an emergency response team. We were going to work and help during the pandemic. Okay. They said um, if anybody wanted to volunteer for Abu Dhabi, that they were taking volunteers. So spur of the moment, wow. heard about it. I was like, you know what? Let me just throw my name in there. I probably won't get it, right? And I put my name <laughs> in and I got picked. Uh-huh. And within like three weeks, two weeks, I was gone. And I flew over to Abu Dhabi. I was at uh, Cleveland Clinic Abu Dhabi. Um, and I was on the, on, I, I believe it was a non-COVID floor. But basically what that became was an uh, overflow ICU. Um, mm -hmm. 
So it was still pretty, everything was, had changed in the hospital. And that's the thing about COVID that people don't really understand is, is that this is affecting non-COVID patients. You know, when hospitals have to switch things up, everyone gets affected. So um, it was felt really great to go to a different hospital and help in that way. And that really encouraged me to start my travel nursing um, career. So um, after I got back from Abu Dhabi, I kind of, you know, thought about it, decided I wanted to do it. So I um, left the Cleveland Clinic to go work at, uh, at in New York City. Um, mm-hmm. And so I was working in New York City during their second COVID surge. So um, then I was, you know, working COVID and I finished that contract. Um, And that's when my cousin, um, her name is Elisa, by the way, my cousin Elisa, who got sick. um, She became sick while I was in New York. Um, She called me. Mm -hmm. And so then I decided to go to... um, California to care for her for two months. And, you know, I didn't work. I just took care of her for two months, got her to her chemo. We were going to chemo twice a week. Mm-hmm. She was really sick. And that's when I first saw that cannabis was really helping her. Okay. And um, that's when I started looking into it, researching, and I found Cansum. I started doing my research on that. I took the class and I was really blown away. Um, and after that, I went to Akron, Ohio. Um, um, after the two months I took care of her, I went to Akron, Ohio for a contract. And then I went straight back to L.A. to help Lisa. So um, and then I finished my last contract in Los Angeles. So um, after that, I decided, you know, Lisa had passed away and I said, you know, it's now or never. I'm going to take the time to do this now when I have the time, energy and resources. Um to start my own business, or I'm just never going to do it. And I kind of made her promise to go for it. So that's awesome. Yeah. You do have that moment in time where you got to do something. Yeah. <laughs> anything. Anything. Start. At least and, to find out if it works or not. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. No particular nurse jelly. Mm-hmm. So that kind no. <laughs> of comes from my grandpa. I got to give him okay. credit for that. Grandpa. My grandpa is from the South. He lives in <laughs> Taipei, Georgia. And his nickname for me is Jelly May. Okay. So when I was younger, we'd say Jelly Ooh. May. Jelly May. That would be my nickname. So then growing up, I would call myself Jelly. Um, I was a gymnast for 10 years and a diver um, when I went to college. So um, while I was in my gymnastics career, people called me Jelly. That was kind of like my nickname. And then college and I was uh, I was a springboard diver at the University of Pittsburgh. So People called me Jelly there, and I just kind of took it with me. And in my nursing identity and starting my business, I'm like, why don't I bring that back? This is really about like my identity and what I want to put out there, you know. And um, I really like nursing. It's cool night. Yeah, I think it. I think it's <laughs> yeah, absolutely definitely a cool name. So, what would you say you learned so far starting your business? Ooh. Take time. <laughs> you know, it 
it takes a lot to run a business. Um, I've learned that I really need to work on my listening skills. And I'm saying that as a nurse, I felt like as a nurse, I was the best listener ever, right? Mm -hmm. But I also don't like people telling me what to do. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. As a nurse, I felt my, I've, I've been told you're an excellent nurse, right? You're a great nurse, Angelica. So I've always, I've heard that before, right? So I'm like, just assume that I'm a good listener because I listen to my patients and I really try to listen to what they need. But when it comes to my business, I think about what I want for my business and not necessarily what I need for my business. So it's been a real learning curve um, to really try and listen to one, uh, my friends and family and my boyfriend, (laughs) Um, and just really um, even listening to people who um, you have there for advice. So I'm really big on having mentors. I really have grown to like really enjoy having mentors that I go to and ask questions because this kind of forces me to listen more and to really think about if I'm going to really do this and listen to the advice that I'm given, I need to do a pivot. You know, so um, that's something that I've really learned uh, over over the course of like building my business. And definitely having some other ears and eyes that might see something you might not see can be very helpful to growing your business. Exactly. I'll mm-hmm. add to it. And we kind of covered a lot of it. I think you need to. There, the last question I think is. Um, yeah, yeah. Last question. I'll make sure I, I covered all. Yeah, everything. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, the last question would be, what advice do you have for someone trying to find their purpose? Ooh, man, also a really good question. Um, and I've been actually thinking about since you told me about that question. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like the big question that's been in my mind, like that I really want to answer the best way possible because I really want people to go for their goals. Right now, it is such a challenging time to be a nurse. It is so challenging. Um, and I think what we need to do as nurses, um, as individuals and as a profession is really decide what you're going to give to yourself, you know, allow yourself to go after your dreams. That would be my advice to somebody who, who wants to start their own business. Really think about what you want to do. And when you think you know what you want to do, still think about it because you're going to change your mind. When I first went on this journey, mm-hmm. today, I looked at completely different completely different. And my ideas continue to change depending on what's in front of me. And I think that's what really kind of made me come up with the name Angelic Pathway, because I wanted people to understand that this is really a journey, right? We are creating the field of cannabis nursing, at least for my, for my profession, but you can do this for any profession. So that's what I would say. Yeah. I never really heard about what you're doing, which is pretty awesome. That's going to help some people. 
And yeah, and, and I'm hoping that people are interested and want to get involved. Um, and ultimately, what are nurses here for? We're the most trusted profession, but we're really here for patients, right? Ultimately, mm -hmm. what this entire venture is meant to do is to help people at the end of the day. And I think that, you know, there's just a lot of potential for it. Yeah, I can see it doing big things, definitely. Shout out to all the nurses across the land, because I know y'all was, I know my sister nursing, she was telling me what she experienced. I wanted to go smoke a blunt and get some Parmesan and forget what I heard. Like, that's what you dealt with during, when we was in the eye of it? Like, yeah, because you said, like, y'all are trained in classes if you're ever in a pandemic environment, but you'll never deal with it. And then we dealing with it like, oh, snap, this is, woo, y'all superheroes because I don't know if I could deal with all that. Yeah, and, and you know, a lot of it has to, a, a lot of the things that nurses are dealing with right now is a systemic issue, you know. Um, I've actually joined a group called Impact in Healthcare. Um, they are actually trying to change the laws so that we have patient ratio laws. Um, a lot of the stress that um, a lot of bedside nurses are dealing with right now is being short-staffed as well. And um, this is a very, very deep discussion, very, um, it's a very detailed discussion, so, and pretty in-depth, so we don't have to get into it, but, um, the mental cost for nurses, the mental health cost is very high. When you see the when you see a lot of your patients die all the time from COVID, it takes it takes a toll um, on your mental health and on your spiritual and your spiritual health. Um, mm -hmm. And there's a lot of moral injury going around um, happening to nurses right now. Um, this moral injury um, affects our morale and how we. The way I'll describe it is it doesn't it doesn't make me feel like I'm making a difference. Okay. That's that's where the root of it is. And it's a really awful feeling to go to work every day and then come home and feel like I didn't help anybody today. Okay. And, and that's the feeling that we really need to make sure protect nurses from. We need to protect nurses from that feeling and we need to support them. So what have you done to combat that feeling when you were dealing with COVID, going to hospitals, working as a nurse? Well, um, I didn't for a very long time. Um, I think the most I would do is call my is call my loved ones and I would talk to them about some of the patients that I would take care of. Mm -hmm. Some of them were burned into my mind forever. And I had to be mindful that I didn't want to affect their mental health. So, you okay. know, this is not easy stuff to talk about. And I think that nurses get to the point where they don't want to share because they don't want to put that burden on anyone else. So for a very long time, I was internalizing what, what I was feeling. And um, I was in California. I was on contract and I was working. And it, again, it just felt like, wow, like they had, we were taking care of COVID patients at the time. And, and those same feelings came up again. I'm just like, wow, why do I feel anxious? And it was, 
it was because um, I had I had pushed those feelings down from New York just so I could get through the contract and continue without being affected. But I was affected. Just I didn't see it at the time. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't know nothing about the field, but I assume the fact that you're there trying to help in the best way you can did get them some solace because if you dealing with this and you panicking, you hopefully have someone that's there to try to help you through it. Yeah. Hopefully and you will get better. And if not, at least you do know you're not alone. Cause I think that was the biggest thing that a lot of people are dealing with. They couldn't go see loved ones because it was really bad. It was really bad. Oh my gosh. I'll never forget New York. Like the fact that family members couldn't go in the rooms, like to truly yeah. see uh, that, to really see. I read about it. I can imagine you seeing them close. To see that close um, was very, it was heartbreaking. Um, I think, oh man, yeah, it was, it was heartbreaking. There's just not really words to really, to put into that and to only have one person come in. I mean, of the whole family, mm -hmm. one or two people, which is terrible. Um, but from that experience, um, we, I think as nurses, we see, what the cost is when we don't have the resources that we need. And I think this is a very important discussion. So thank you so much for talking to me about this, Jeffrey, because a lot of people don't know. They just don't know what's going on. Um, I would really encourage you to look up Impact in Healthcare. They are having a couple of initiatives and they actually have a, um, oh shoot, how do I say it? Um, they're having like a campaign, like a sign up for, um, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I can't think of the word right now. It's a send it to you after, um, it, we are basically, we're just, we're really just trying to change how things are. It doesn't have to be this way. So I really hope that you look into it. Oh yeah, I definitely will. Mm -hmm. I mean, my, just my little armchair opinion no one thought it'd probably be this bad so it probably wasn't a lot of protocols to okay this is what we're going to, this we're going to do and, and let me tell you how scary it was so scary when COVID first came out i mean when we got our first COVID patient mm -hmm. ever i mean in the hospital it was a game changer it was like <gasps> everyone was like what oh my yep. god and then all of a sudden, all these things happened, right? All of these events, people getting exposed, people getting sick. Like we, like healthcare workers were getting sick, you know? Mm -hmm. um, healthcare workers have died. I've been to a couple hospitals where they have had a nurse that has passed away from COVID. Yeah, it got real. It got very real very quickly. I mean, so- My sister it, all the time, all the nurses across the planet, but mm -hmm. they needed to download and you know, it was Martin Lawrence on the show. Got to be a man about I need to listen. I'm like, ooh, we that happened and that. Woo! Mm. Mm. Well, you need to download and you get off your chest. So you get back yeah. And it's really important that nurses do reach out and ask for help. Um, recently, there was a nurse uh, a week or two weeks ago. Um, and I actually wrote his name down. Because, I think his name is Michael, but I have to look it up. Um, there was a nurse that left work in the middle of his shift and he committed suicide. Oh, no. um, that is how intense the work has been. 
Um, so I really want to encourage people, like if you have a friend that's a nurse, if you are a nurse, like make sure you take care of yourself, take care of that friend, take care of your sister. You know, we're really hurting right now. Um, things are dire. And um, I personally just had to step away from bedside to take care of myself. You know, I had to take care of myself, mind, body, and soul. Um, yeah. It's been very, it's been challenging. It's been very challenging. It's real. Because, I mean, the way she described it, y'all learned about pandemic scenarios, but you never thought you would live it. And you, it's like the movie Outbreaks, all the movies they make about these scenarios, you actually living it. Like, whoa, that's a lot. And what's crazy is COVID's not the only thing out there, you know? This one time, um, they were ruling a patient out for Ebola. <laughs> I, remember that was, I remember that under President Obama. That was big. That was the big thing. Well, I remember walking down the hallway and literally someone just yelled, this this patient being ruled out for Ebola um, was being admitted. Mm -hmm. And the way they admitted the patient is like, they said, Ebola! And like everybody cleared the hallway and like locked the doors and then they rolled the patient. Wow. Luckily the patient was negative, but like yeah they, i remember reading about you that never see. you you see it and it's crazy um um so yeah <laughs> it, you would never think that this was and and the question is as an entrepreneur and as a business owner how do you navigate this type of world now now that the world has changed and um yeah it's a different world now yeah and as a nurse i really hope to to navigate that field and really come up with some like new invent like new things that people haven't thought of you know um so we'll see how it goes definitely a lot of opportunities for therapists to have that demographic because a lot of them might have ptsd from what they dealt with and you know what when i started my nursing career i started with ptsd I had to take a week off from work mm -hmm. um, because my PTSD was so severe and it was affecting my work performance. And when I was working bedside at you know two and a half years, I was looking around and realizing, I, I think everybody has PTSD. Like everyone is literally acting like how I felt <laughs> when I started my career. And um, I see a real need for nurses to have PTSD resources um, because um, it can be very serious, those symptoms. It can be debilitating. Absolutely, because once we do get through this and they say breaking news, it's officially over, now in the aftermath. Yeah. And and live, how they going to deal going forward? And the question is, what is what's the state of our healthcare system going to be when we get through this? That's an excellent question. Is it? Good? I can't tell you. And that's what's scary is I, I felt very confident in making predictions, but honestly, I have no clue what's going to happen. And I think that's really terrifying because it really leaves the door open for um, for anything to happen, and we don't want that. <laughs> Oh, we got a question from a family, Alexandria. How was it going from nursing mindset to business owner mindset? Oh, man, it has been really hard. Um, even when it, I think the most challenging part for me is 
price. I can't even tell you, like when I'm pricing things, I have mm -hmm. an emotional response because as a nurse, <laughs> I want everything to be free. I want everyone to be happy. And you just can't do that. You know, you got to charge money for things. And, um, that's really something I've been, I've been stuck on and I've had to really kind of change my mindset in that department. So I'm getting a little bit better with it, but, um, yeah, that's it. And even just to figure out what I'm going to do for money, that is this, that is also something I've been really struggling with, like as a cannabis nurse, um, because like I said, this is state to state. So everyone's pathway is going to be so different, you know? So so there's no universal like rules with it. Statement. There are standardizations, but because this is cannabis is still Schedule One, um, there are no there's no evidence. There's no evidence based practice to even have okay. um, a system in place. But um, I will say. You know, when we look at evidence-based practice and we look at Florence Nightingale and how she, um, her observations, I mean, she made her observations and recorded positive outcomes from interventions. And um, I think there's a field for cannabis nursing in that department, you know? Yeah. <laughs> she said, yes, girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because I'm learning a lot about this because I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, and honestly, this is how people learn. You talk. And I'm really passionate about this field. I'm passionate about nursing. And, you know, I have a lot of passions because I've, I've had a lot of different types of experiences. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm kind of at this weird spot in my life where I'm able to, you know, work on my business and go to school full time. Um, I can really sit down and talk to people about it. So, you know, my channel's always open. Feel free to reach out with any questions. If you have people with questions, listen, just come talk to me. I'm a real person. Like <laughs> I'm, real. I'm out here. Like just reach out. Um, and, my hope is, is to really connect people with the educational um, resources that they need to really figure out what they want, right? Because um, everybody's needs are different. And I'm really trying to figure out what those needs are and then also try to um, guide people to where they really need to go. That's pretty awesome. So how has this been so far? There's been a lot of interest, um, but like the challenges that I've encountered have been more logistical. So um, this website, I'm going to get it figured out. I, I promise. It's like, it, it looks pretty good, but I, I'm working on it. So we'll see. I'll let you know when I announce it. I will make sure you'll know uh, when it's announced. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm, I, when I post up the episode from Anchor, I always put now, if you notice, a person website. So they have all the information, send traffic to the person. Ah, okay. Well, um, I can post my, I can give you my Instagram and my Facebook. Um, I have a Facebook group as well. If people oh. want a community to be a part of, um, it's called at angelic pathway. So a N G E L I K period P A T H 
W-A-Y. Um, that's for both Instagram and for Facebook. So um, you guys can always find me there. Um, I'm very active on both um, platforms. Um, and I'm just really excited to kind of get out there and see what the interests are uh, for cannabis nursing. Whether you're a nurse or a medicinal patient or in a recreational state, um, I just want to make sure that people are informed about their, their needs for their endocannabinoid system. Uh, you got another question from Alexandra. Mm -hmm. You received a lot of you're talking about cannabis from the medical community. Say it one more time. Have you received a lot of hate and you're talking about cannabis from the medical community? You know what? I I do have one critic so far. Now, I have not put myself out there too much, but my critic is my father. So my father has been, and he's actually a good critic because he's a great debater. Um, I've been debating with him because his, um, so my dad is, my both of my parents are from Brooklyn. Okay. And um, they grew up during the height of drug, on, uh, war on drugs. Ah, um, they come from that Yes. So they have a very different uh, experience with uh, marijuana in this country and the things that happened to their friends growing up and the fact that people did go to jail um, and are still in jail for, for marijuana. Um, there's a lot of negative stigmas as well. Um, so I know that on my journey to really bring out the holistic properties in this field, um, there's going to be some hate, you know, there's going to be some opposition. People are going to say, you know, you can't do that or you shouldn't do that. You know, I know what I can't do. Right. Mm -hmm. um, you always have to make sure that you're practicing within your scope of practice and that you have the proper certifications to put this information out there and the education out there. But people may not even want that out there. You know, <laughs> people don't even want you even talking about it. Um, and that's just something that, you know, as a young black woman, I'm just going to have to encounter no matter what I do. Someone's going to have a problem with what I'm doing no matter what I do. So um, I, th I feel like whatever. Oh, so like I was talking about my dad, um, I've been practicing, um, you know, trying to like, you know, really make my points clear about why I'm doing this and the positive impacts I'm going to make out of it. Um, because I really do want to make that connection with somebody who may be opposed to it, but I really want people to understand why some people choose it anyways. Even though society is opposed to it, when you are sick and you need relief. Yeah, you want something. <laughs> exactly. I don't understand that. And unfortunately, the opioid epidemic really turned people off to yeah. pay that's a yeah, whole different yeah. discussion. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, we came a long way from with glaucoma. Mm -hmm. I asked my boy, Auntie, like, you, you like smoking weed. No, I got eyebrows like, nah, you like them green, green. <laughs> well, <some people laughs> you messing with her, but she like, no, see, here's my medical stuff. Like, I'm just playing. I'm just joking with you. And some people do. Some people do just like consuming every day. Um, it's a holistic lifestyle choice. You know, it's just a matter of making sure that you make that choice for yourself for the best reasons. You know, um, everything is in moderation. Nothing is good in excess. 
I mean, that's just true with everything. And that that is true for cannabis as well. And that's what I want people to really understand is just because I'm doing this career does not mean that it's appropriate for everybody. It is not. There are contraindications and, you know, sometimes there are risks. So um, those risks, in my opinion, are much less than other options. But, you know, you can't, this is still a field that is being created, you know? So you have to be kind of that trend center in that kind of way. Yeah, you one of the first ones. So years from now, they're going to be writing about you. I hope so. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I'm learning something about properties, what it can do, and all that good stuff. I definitely I'm glad that you're learning something, you know, and I really hope that, you know, what I put out there is valuable for, for people from all walks of life. That's what I'm really trying to make sure is that this pathway is for, is, you know, obviously not for everybody, but, mm -hmm. um, but taking care of yourself is for everybody, you know, no matter who you are or where you're from. That's true. So, the one that's scary doing this live? No, I survived. <laughs> I survived. We about the same. You've been so gracious. That's why I have a tagline where we treat you like family. We want you to be comfortable to share your story and making strides in your purpose. Thank you so much for having me. I had a blast. Um, I hope that we can do another live at some point. Um, and maybe we could, you know, catch up at some point when, and, and do a little check-in and see how business is going. What do you think? Hey, I'm down for that. Hey, all right. I got to get out here on all of it now. <laughs> Make sure I'm looking more sweet. I'm, I'm nice. Yeah, I know, right? I gotta get my hair. Listen, <laughs> fuzzies here. Yeah, right? ready, you know. Um, okay, listen. <laughs> life's rough right now. Get an appointment. You gotta call two weeks in advance. Oh no! Forget it. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's the yeah. only thing about the pandemic. If you don't have yeah. an appointment, forget it. It doesn't even matter what the appointment is for. <laughs> Just oh, I, oh, I got a funny story, so man. <laughs> might make somebody day. When we couldn't go nowhere, mm -hmm. I got on YouTube, I got some clippers. How do you do this? Now, I went checking the the blade, the clipper parts you put on. See, uh -huh. low. <laughs> Let's just say I cut it all off like, well, like, it ain't going nowhere. My wife looked at me like, you like, I want to take that much. I want to take it all. Like, you got to look at the, the level. You got to look at the. I know that I see the barber put things on and cut my hair like. Yeah, I mean the pandemic has done that. It has pushed people to really learn how to do things themselves because you can't go to an appointment. So. Yeah. Hmm? That is very true. It's true. <laughs> well, Jeffrey, thank you so much for having me. Um, and I hope that we can catch up again another time. Um, Absolutely. Well, I gotta gotta send you out right. Yes. Yes. Special guest, founder, CEO. Angelica Martinez McGee, RN of yes. Angelic Pathway. Mm -hmm. Got it. That's correct. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate everybody that was putting amazing comments down there. Alexandra yes. for the amazing questions. Yes. Appreciate Thank you for the support, everybody who's watching. <laughs> appreciate it.
Until next time, everybody. Till next time. Bye. <laughs>